Four picks against Grossman and two fumbles. What do you see about the Bears? Uh, we shut them down that way? No, we, you know, I mean, we, we just, uh, we, the Bears are what we thought they were. What, what, they're what we thought they were. We played them in preseason. Who the hell takes a third game in a preseason like it's bullshit? Bullshit. We played them in the third game. Everybody played three quarters. The Bears are who we thought they were. And that's why we took the damn field. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. shit cut that shit yo this came known uncensored and whoo yeah buddy yeah buddy let me see what the fuck the title of this shit gonna be yeah man we gonna call it NBA Frenzy today because it's a lot of shit that went on in the NBA today. It's gonna be called the NBA Frenzy Show. You know what I'm saying? The NBA getting kind of aggressive today, a little strong today, a little bit strong. Now, I'm gonna start off with an influx of black coach hirings. Shout out to the NBA man for finally taking my advice. And I tell people time and time and time and time again that um, there is black coaches out there that are way more talented than the current white coaches in the league. You know, so thank God for Brad Stevens no longer being a coach because he's trash. Stan Van Gundy no longer having a job in New Orleans. And we're going to start off in New Orleans. My nigga Willie Green from Detroit, though. Detroit Mercy. Shout out to fucking Willie Green, y'all. I actually met Willie Green when I was younger. I was probably like, I don't know, 13, 14, some shit like that. I went to uh, one of his basketball camps. Cool, laid back, gives great advice. I mean, why wouldn't you want this man to be a coach in this league? And and, and the, another question is what took so long? Because what? Willie played 13 years in the league? 
I want to make sure that I'm right about Willie. Because, you know, I don't want to be wrong, motherfucker. Check me in the goddamn comments. I know it had to be. It was definitely more than 10 years. Actually, I was close. Technically, yeah, for sure. It was 2003 to 2015. I was right about him being drafted in 03. And I was just one year off. But he was a quality pro. Quality pro. Professional. He's humble. He's smart. And he'll do whatever job you ask him to. That's what I've seen from him in the league, as a player, and as an assistant coach. And it's about damn time that he got an opportunity. Now, shout out to Steven Silas, too, of the coach of the Rockets. They tried to sabotage you, my nigga, but hold your head, bro. Hold your head. You about to you about to have the number two overall pick. Hold your head, Steven Silas. But anyway, right? Jamal Mosley, I hope I'm saying his name right. Um, what was is the new coach of the Orlando Magic? He is also a brother. He was a a Dallas Mavericks uh, assistant coach. I think it was his name is Jamal Mosley. Yep, yep. He's the head coach of the Orlando Magic. Wow, I didn't know he played basketball professionally overseas for four years. That's dope. And then, of course, Chauncey Billups got hired as the Portland Trailblazers head coach. Now, we're starting to see a surge here in black hires because, you know, the NBA, a lot of people, you know, have been complaining about poor white coaches. And I want to see what Chauncey, Jamal, and Willie Green are going to do. Because Willie Green was hired by the New Orleans Pelicans, y'all. Man, so you fire this. The worst coach in, in the history of the game is Stan Van Gundy to hire an upstart, young, humble coach in Willie Green. That was a great opportunity. I'm so fucking proud of that dude, man. I'm so glad that he gets to coach one of my favorite teams out there in the Pelicans. You know, hopefully Lonzo stays. But Brandon Ingram, Zion Williamson, you've got a hell of a coach. You got somebody to respect. You got somebody that will respect you and help you get your game to the next level. Anyway, moving on. Kawhi Leonard just went in for surgery on a partially torn ACL. Now, it didn't fully tear, thank God, because that's a 12 to 14 month recovery. Now, we're just looking at um I don't know. Me personally, I think he'll be back by Christmas or New Year's, New Year's Day. That's what I'm thinking about. But yeah, uh, prayers to Kawhi for a smooth recovery. Hopefully he'll be back within a four to six month period. 
because the season started back in October, so we're looking at possibly Christmas or New Year's Day. Um, Colin Sexton. Let's talk about him. He has been officially put on the trading block by the Cleveland Cavaliers. Now, me personally, if I am the Cleveland Cavaliers, this is a dumb idea. This is a guy who put up 24, 25 points a game, and he is a bucket. And he's a decent, average uh, defensive player, but offensively, he has the handle. He has the shot from anywhere on the floor. He can finish. He can dunk. He's very talented. But, um, yes, yes. Now, one team that stepped up to the plate and says, yes, we are all in on Sexton, we want him, is the New York Knicks. Now, the New York Knicks are desperate for a point guard, but what will the Knicks be willing to give up for him? Because I know that Julius Randle and Derrick Rose are safe. So... Are you going to make it a straight a player for a first-round pick? Because honestly, I think Sexton for Barrett and a couple of picks would do. Because Barrett didn't necessarily show up in the playoffs last year. And somebody has to be sacrificed here. Because I know that for damn sure they don't want Frank Nia. The Cavs don't want Frank Nia, the Kelia, uh, Alec Burks. They don't want Alfred Payton. They don't want Nerlens Noel. They probably want Kevin Knox, maybe Emmanuel Quickly too. But I don't think New York's going to give up on Emmanuel Quickly that easy. But I wouldn't be surprised if they did trade Quickly because that's. You got to trade something to get something back. But I think an important Knicks player will be sacrificed. And I think that Nick will probably be RJ Barrett. A Barrett for Sexton deal should be what they focus on. I don't think it's going to be three, four, five players. I think it's just going to be Sexton, Barrett, and a couple of picks. Or maybe um, for Barrett and Quickly. Or R.J. Barrett and Mitchell Robinson for uh, Colin Sexton. That might actually work. And um, also, Julius Randle is not a legit number one. He's actually a great number two. But yeah. Um... So, I think that Colin Sexton would be the legit number one for the New York Knicks. Um, And Randall wouldn't have so much pressure on him. Now, you know, you got Colin Sexton seeing the majority of the double teams. And then you got Randall a lot more comfortable in that offense with uh, Tom Thibodeau. 
Would Colin Sexton take New York to the next level? Not exactly, but they'll actually win more than one game in the playoffs next year if they do make the playoffs. It seems like also Cleveland and New York, I mean, no, Cleveland in particular, are trying to work with Detroit to get the number one overall pick. Well, I'm like, um, if I'm Detroit, I'm like, is Colin Sexton included in the deal? Because Cleveland does have the number three overall pick, which I believe will be Evan Mobley. And Detroit, you can't go wrong with Jalen Suggs. You can't go wrong with Jalen Green. You can't go wrong with Kay Cunningham. And you can't go wrong with Evan Mobley. And I don't think you can go wrong with... Uh, who's the fifth guy? Who's the... Ah! What's his name? Jonathan Kaminga is not a bad player. But I wouldn't want him because he doesn't have a shot on him. Then Scotty Barnes wouldn't be a bad look for Detroit. I mean, he has that hard-nosed Detroit energy that we like so much. You know, like I said, he reminds me of Draymond and Sean Kemp. Because he's got that Sean Kemp athleticism. But he's got like that Draymond Green handle. You know what I'm saying? But also, the Rockets have been on the phone with the Pistons about trading Eric Gordon in the number two pick for Kate Cunningham, the number one overall pick. Now, do I think this is a good trade? No. But, I mean, I like Eric Gordon, but he's well past his prime. He's had one too many injuries. I don't think he can help Detroit at this point. Because, I mean, I would have took that trade four or five years ago because Eric Gordon could still produce at a massive rate on both ends of the floor. Like, he could hit that jumper with accuracy, but this is this is not the the, the uh, Rockets' Eric Gordon from four or five years ago. He's had multiple injuries. He's, injury, he's been injury-prone his whole career anyway. And we don't need nobody like that on our team. So, it has the the Ben Simmons trade sweepstakes have officially begun. As Philadelphia finally are listening and entertaining offers for the troubled point guard. Yes, I said troubled because um that dude is scared to shoot. That dude is uh, that nigga is naked gun. 33 and a half, okay? That nigga is an unloaded weapon. That nigga is a fake water gun <laughs> now there are teams uh, you know it's funny right I was just having a conversation with my mom my mom was like why don't they trade him to Brooklyn I'm like ooh shit that would be perfect for Ben Simmons Woo! now he definitely ain't gonna shoot the fucking ball now all he gotta do is pass it to those four other dudes but all reality I mean, the Los Angeles Clippers could use him. They have the pieces to give up for him. I have to look up, like, what they would need to really give up to even attain the rights to Ben Simmons. I I mean, I don't even know if they have any picks, but they definitely have the contracts. You know, maybe a, a, 
market. I mean, this actually could work, to be completely honest with you. Because they're getting Simmons back. All right, say, for example, you trade Marcus Morris. Who could help Philly? Who could definitely help Philly, right? You trade uh, Rajon Rondo, who Doc Rivers has already coached. You know what I'm saying? Let's see if we can do that trade now. Nope. Adjust. Okay. I'm using the uh, handy-dandy trade machine here. Now, if you trade Marcus Morris, Pat Bev, and Rajon Rondo for Ben Simmons, well, I'm pretty sure that the Clippers would have to throw in future picks. And the Clippers traded a lot of their picks to get Paul George there. So I don't know. Maybe it's going to be a first-round pick in the near future and and maybe two or three second-round picks. But I think that if the Sixers added Rondo, Pat Bev, and Marcus Moore Sr., Philadelphia could definitely be in the championship contention conversation even bigger because, first of all, you bring in Pat Bev, who's scraggly. He's, you know, a hack. But he'll frustrate your other team's best guard. Then you bring in Rajon Rondo, who's a floor general. Definitely could be a mentor to Tyrese Maxey, who would probably be the starting point guard. And Shake, Mil- middle, uh, Shake Milton, too. Then you bring Marcus Moore Sr., who could play three or four. He would probably start in Danny Green's place. But I'm saying though, like the the, the salaries match, but it's just, it's just all about what the Clipper, what the uh, the Sixers want for Ben. Because I honestly think that this uh, trade would actually be fine. Now, other teams I can see Ben Simmons going to. What teams really do need Ben Simmons? I mean, a lot of teams could use Ben Simmons. I mean, a mediocre team like Minnesota could use him. Um, I mean, if uh, Philadelphia wants to try to get in the Dame sweepstakes, Ben Simmons like could be a big piece in that trade for sure. Hmm. I mean, Utah could use a point guard, but they would have to give up too much of their rotation to get him. And then, of course, you know, those Laker fans are going to be like, what about the Lakers? What about the Lakers? Nah, man. He, ben Simmons would slow that team down. That would be a hell no. <laughs> He's also injury prone, too. Can't forget about that. Um, Chicago could use him, but I don't think Chicago has the assets to uh, get Ben Simmons. The Pistons, you bet not try to fucking get Ben Simmons. Don't you get your ass back. Get your goddamn ass over here. Don't you go. Don't you go. Don't you think about this shit. No. It's not going to be game four and we're down 3-0 and this motherfucker Ben Simmons goes go zero for zero. No. Now, the Miami Heat could use Ben Simmons, but of course, once again, 
You'd be helping an Eastern Conference foe. I wouldn't help them if I was Miami. Um. Uh, hmm. I mean, OKC, you know, they definitely could trade five picks to get Ben Simmons. They got like 30 fucking picks over the next seven years or some shit like that. I'm just saying. A, a Kemba for Ben Simmons swap doesn't seem too far-fetched. Shit, nigga. If I'm OKC, I'm trading Kemba and four picks to Philadelphia. For, for, four first-rounders for Ben Simmons. That would be the more ideal backcourt partner that Shea Gill just Alexander needs. Then you have to also consider who OKC is probably going to go after in the draft, too. I have them picking Scotty Barnes, which would be a perfect fit for them. Damn, I've been going 21 minutes about this Ben Simmons shit. God damn. Terrible. I'm almost done, though. Almost done. We got one more subject. A couple more subjects, I should say. But yeah, that's probably about it about who should really trade for Simmons. Now, let's talk Damian Lillard, possibly to Golden State. Now, me personally, you know... Badass, you know, uh, Humpty Dumpty Windhorse had apologized for lying about Damian Lillard saying something about wanting to be traded. You see, you see the flaws in the LeBron-based sports media, right? You see that. This man admitted to reporting incorrect news. Now, one thing I can say about Windhorse is he'll tell the truth sometimes. Like, even, you know, I respect Brian Windhorst for saying that Giannis was the MVP over LeBron James that one year. Which he was. But still, you know how. But that's why I respect Windhorst. But at the same time, though. Damian Lillard has not expressed any interest in wanting to leave Portland yet. Not officially. Dame has not come out and said anything like I want to trade, nothing. He wanted he wants to be a Portland lifer, but Golden State is trying to make a deal with the Portland Trailblazers to bring Dame back to his hometown in Oakland in Golden State. So I don't know what they would put together for him. And speaking of Golden State, it's going to have to come down to a point where they have to choose between Clay and Draymond. And that's always been a discussion. I mean, you know, maybe two years ago I would have chose Clay easily, but Draymond kind of makes that offense go in a way. So I don't see Golden State giving up on Draymond, and they paid him all that money. There's nobody that's going to really accept Draymond's gaudy contract. Because, I mean, Dame's making 31 million, so obviously Andrew Wiggins is making 29. But obviously, Portland would not demand just Wiggins for Dame. Like, I would feel like Port, uh, Golden State would have to give up one of those first round picks, if not both of them, for Dame. And that would be fine. If all I have to give up is Wiggins. But then again, this may be risky. 
This may be risky, y'all. But I would have to sacrifice James Wiseman. I know, I know, I know. It's crazy, right? But if I'm getting Damian Lillard back, I would only... But here's the thing, though. I would think Portland would want Golden State's two first-round picks this year. And I don't think Golden State would be willing to part with both of them. Now, you could part with number, number seven or number 14. I would part with number 14. Personally, I would part with one of the, one of our first-round picks. But I'll give you a first-round pick next year and a second-round pick this year. It would definitely be centered around Wiggins and Wiseman because... Unfortunately, in order to get something like Damian Lillard, you got to give up the church's money. Honestly, bro, Golden State might have to part ways with both of their first round picks this year to get Dame and Wiseman. Wiggins, definitely, because, you know, I don't fuck with Andrew Wiggins. I think he under he's underachieved in his entire lifespan because I don't see anybody. I don't see Portland jumping on. Clay, I don't see them giving up Draymond Green. I don't see any, you know, Curry, Thompson, and Green are probably untouchable. I don't see them wanting Jordan Bell, Damian Lee, Jordan Poole, Kevon Looney, Toscano, Eric Pascal. Even though Eric Pascal would be a nice little throw in, I'd throw in Eric Pascal. Fuck it, why not? So, yeah, I'd probably say Andrew Wiggins, James Wiseman, Eric Pascal, the number seven and number 14 overall pick in the draft for Damian Lillard. I think that would be the deal that that, that would need to be completed to make that happen. I'm not sure if Golden State's going to want to come off of those one of those first round picks, though. That's the only problem. Now, they'll come up off maybe number 7 or number 10, I mean, or number 14, but yeah. That's going to be hard for the for Golden State because they're not giving up Draymond or Clay. I don't see it happening. Um, The Lakers are also targeting uh, Colin Sexton and Kevin Love. Uh... I don't even know what the Lakers um, picks are looking like over the next couple of years because I know to bring Anthony Davis in, they had to give up their goddamn whole team and a couple of first-round picks to make that shit happen. But what trade can Cleveland... I don't even know if David Griffin... Well, David Griffin's not there. I forgot. (laughs) Damn, maybe they could make a Kevin Love deal happen. But I don't know. Like, who would they give up because... None of these salaries make sense. I mean, maybe a Dennis Schroeder signing trade with Cleveland. Maybe Caldwell Pope and Wes Matthews. Okay. Caldwell Pope, Montrez Harrell, and Kyle Kuzma. But that's a lot to give for a guy that... It's making $31 million. 
and has three years left on his deal. And he's technically, on a technical standpoint, he's injury prone. And to some people, he may be washed up. But. But at the same time, I just thought about something. Trez is a free agent. He opted out of his contract. Smart man. So, he's out of the race. So then it would have to be Dennis Schroeder. They would, they would do a sign-in trade with Schroeder. Trade Schroeder, Caldwell Pope, and Kyle Kuzma for Kevin Love and, and Colin Sexton. But... I'm pretty sure Cleveland's going to want some picks. That would be the only realistic situation here because, yes, you're taking – the Lakers are going to take another large contract. But then again, will the uh, they be able to go over the luxury tax to make that shit happen for them? That's what I want to know. Can they even do that? But at the same time, Kevin Love is not going to be like – a big threat. The threat will be Sexton, but here's the problem with that. How is Sexton going to Sexton being a one-on-one type of player get along with Anthony Davis and LeBron? Now Sexton would be excited to play with LeBron, but his game would you know his game don't mesh well with LeBron and AD's games. Sexton is not a catch and shoot guy. He is a creator. And Sexton, of course, going to want to start. I don't see Sexton going to L.A., but I definitely see Kevin Love going to L.A. That's fine. Because LeBron and him have familiarity. Kevin Love can roam around on that perimeter. He already knows. And he can rebound. But he's not the same guy. He, I mean, Kevin Love never had athleticism to begin with. But he's solid. He can get hot in a hurry. Last but not least, Lonzo Ball may be looking to leave New Orleans. I really hope that doesn't happen because I'm a a Pelicans fan right now. So, yeah. I want them to keep Lonzo. But there have, I mean, we explained at the last trade deadline that the Clippers have been interested in Ball for a very long time. Lonzo Ball is looking to opt out of his deal. He he has an option to opt out of his deal and be a free agent. And I know a lot of teams would target him. You know, the New York Knicks, uh, the Dallas Mavericks, the Utah Jazz, the Minnesota Timberwolves, the Philadelphia 76ers. um, And every mediocre team available here. Shit, Boston Celtics. I mean, they just traded Kimba Walker. That would be a very good... Honestly, the best fit for Lonzo Ball would be in Boston. Because he's got those two superstars in Tatum and Brown. He's got Robert Williams in the middle. Um, power for it by committee. I mean, I think that Daniel Tice is playing power for it. But yeah, that's my show. This is uh, a NBA frenzy. I'm out. Oh yeah, look out for ten verses. Also coming tonight, we have another 
We have another cat that's underrated coming up to the stage. But let's go. We out.